time, and why am I here? Well, let's dispense with the pleasantries, shall we, Superintendent Fleischman? I am here for the simple reason that at Newton North High School on May 2nd, a film was shown called Ishmael, and that film compared Israeli soldiers, Jewish soldiers, and the Jewish state to Nazis. Yes, it did, sir. It did. You know it did. You're well aware that it did. Now, whether you're aware of it beforehand or whether you're aware of it after the fact, the fact is, you know that it did. Now, there has been some discussion that perhaps we, we are a little off target that, in fact, the film didn't compare to Nazis. Well, it did, having, having spoken extensively with professors, Holocaust survivors, and rabbis today, I can assure you they saw the film, and yes, it was an anti-Semitic barrage. Or if you don't believe me, perhaps I can find enough Holocaust survivors, rabbis, and maybe even some Israeli soldiers, Jewish soldiers, sort of like the ones that that were referred to as Nazis in the film, which you, your staff allowed those students to see in Newton, in Newton North High School. I would remind you, sir, that this is one of the this community is about 40% Jewish with one of the most extensive Jewish communities in the country. Hundreds of, Je of Jewish students are in your public schools. And you, you, allowed them to see a film which shows Jews as Nazis. My question to you, sir, have you no sense of shame? At long last, have you no sense of shame? For a Jewish school superintendent with a majority Jewish school committee to film, to air such a blatantly, viciously anti-Semitic film as happened at Newton North. Where is your sense of dignity? Where is your sense of shame? And I'm looking at those of you who are Jewish. Where is it? Sir, we've been this route before, and we're going to be this route again. I have here a letter from the Anti-Defamation League. Jewish organizations, not, not uh, conservative organizations like the ones I'm affiliated with, liberal Jewish organizations that have opened an investigation on the new public schools and on you because of what you've done and what you've done before. Sir, it is time for you to resign. It is time for you to resign. Jails in Israel. You removed that. Good. 
Next, the mayor promised in her campaign uh, videos, in her campaign debates, that she would insist on transparency, that all the citizens of Newton would finally get to see what's being taught. And finally, David Fleischman made a commitment in a personal meeting to the leaders of the Jewish community, left and right, that uh, the 10th grade world history units on the Arab-Israeli conflict would be discontinued until new curricula, which would be thoroughly vetted and get pro a broad public approval, could be created. I have the letter, and you have the letter, that states that commitment. But we have found recently that these promises were all false. On May 2nd, Newton North High School students in an all-day school event called Middle East Day were asked to watch a virulently anti-Semitic film, Ismail. The screening was organized by a Jew-hating, anti-Israel extremist organization. In Ismail's opening scenes, a Jewish soldier is shown bashing the head of an innocent Arab man with his rifle butt while yelling to the others, flee, other fleeing Arabs to move quickly. This is a direct analog to the Nazi roundup of Jews, and the theme, Jews as Nazis, is a blood libel. It is the anti-Semitic narrative currently threatening Jews worldwide, and that's what you're teaching your kids. Where is the adult supervision? The organization that came to screen the film is run by an anti-Israel activist, Ali Abunima, whose Electronic Intifada website, that's the name of the website, promotes hateful anti-Semitic propositions and positions. Supposedly, the event was put on by Newton students. Were there no adults supervising them? Are you aware, ladies and gentlemen, of what's being taught in the Newton schools? Our community has been deceived and hoodwinked. We were promised this would end. Newton South, we now have just found, 30 seconds, uh, we have just found has continued to use this biased anti Israel material that we were promised was laid aside. We now know that biased anti-Israel materials are still being used at Newton North as well in a senior course. You were elected to oversee the schools. How can Newton Public Schools screen a film that demonizes Israeli Jews and insults the victims of, Holocaust, of the Holocaust? This is a decent community. You cannot let this continue. Thank you for your comments. Superintendent's office. I also want to thank 
I would like to thank Angela Buchanan, Smogula, and Legal for always listening and for her advice and sage counsel. From a micro point of view, vis-a-vis -vis my family, I want to make it crystal clear that what happened to my oldest son would never have been allowed if current athletic director Patty Gonzalez was the athletic director at the time. Through the, through the good offices of someone in this building, I have offered an olive branch to Joel Stembridge. For his interests, I hope he accepts. Though I have grown to like many members of the Newton School Committee, past and present, I sincerely hope that this is my last time before you, as I much prefer, with all due respect, ABC World News Tonight with David Muir and Jeopardy. Given my veneration for the man, I will leave you with two quotes from Churchill. Quote, as long as we have faith in our cause and an unconquerable will to win, victory will not be denied. And, quote, the only guide for a man is his conscience. The only shield to his memory is the rectitude and sincerity of his actions. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. Um, and as I mentioned before, um, Martin Lurie. Hi, my name is Martin Lurie. I've been a Newton resident, my wife and I, for over 30 years. Uh, my two children are um, now adults and um, they're parts of the Newton school system. I'm here because I'm very concerned about a population in the Newton school system. There are some students who may not feel safe expressing their right, expressing their support for the right of Jews, the indigenous people, to live in their ancestral homeland. They may not feel safe expressing that they support the state of Israel. They may not feel safe openly identifying as Zionists. This is a national problem in the United States. In a landmark case, the Department of Education's Office of Civil Rights announced an important policy benefiting Jewish students in elementary, secondary, and post-secondary schools. The OCR declared that it will enforce Title VI of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 to protect Jewish students from harassment, intimidation, and discrimination. So if the OCR is involved, to use Dave Barry's favorite expression, clearly I'm not making this up. That was funny. Um, <clears throat> the number 303 was missing from the Newton uh, Education Day, and, uh, Newton Day. 303 is the number of innocent Israelis who were killed during the Oslo Accords from 1993 until 2000. That was when the Oslo Accords were bringing peace to the Middle East. Since then, since 1993, over 1,600 Israelis have been killed. Since the founding of the state, over 26,000 Israelis have been killed. When we learn the number 303 and 16,000 and over 26,000, all of a sudden the security fence makes a whole lot of sense because terror attacks are way down since the fence was built. When we exclude information like this from the Middle East curriculum, we find ourselves on a path where students don't feel safe expressing themselves openly as Zionists. I know we all had caffeine withdrawal when Starbucks closed nationwide for one day to address uh, bias in their organization. We need to learn from Starbucks and take similar action. Every student should feel safe in Newton. Openly identifying as a Jew 
and Zionist must be 100% acceptable everywhere in the world. I'm a uh, Newton resident. I have grandkids in the uh, school <coughs> system, and I'm very concerned about what's been going on lately with the indoctrination of our students. Uh, again, to mention that May 2nd showing of an anti-Semitic film has me very concerned because uh, you've gone back on the promise of uh, transparency. Uh, I read the documentary uh, book by Camera, Indoctrinating Our Students, and uh, went further and read the analysis by Ellen Ward, PhD out of Princeton, of Verity Educate. She analyzed the school system's uh, teaching uh, in that program for several years, and it was an absolute blasting of the amount of anti-Semitism and bias that was in your records. Just recently, I came across this record, this book rather, called The Palestine-Israeli Conflict. This is one of the books that was used to teach and although not currently in session, I bought it secondhand from a Newton South student. Notice on the front, uh, there is a bias in the way it's uh, photographed. The Palestinian student is uh, photoshopped running away from an Israeli tank. And uh, when I further looked at the contents, uh, it was supposed to be a neutral uh, Palestinian-Israeli uh, issue. Uh, the book was half written by a Jew, half by a, uh, by a Muslim, but what you were teaching instead in the uh, index had 205 pages of reference material for the Palestinian side and three for Israel. I'll give you the book so you can pass it around if you're interested, but that is a uh, documentary evidence, I think, of what had been shown. Why it has not changed, I don't know. And I would ask you, for more than 30 seconds to tell us why it hasn't changed, why there is no transparency, and what your explanation is. Because our students certainly deserve better than that. We uh, got an explanation that you were treat, uh, treating uh, critical thinking by only showing one side of the uh, issue. That's not critical thinking. The excuse for that was academic freedom. 
Academic freedom was in the 1930s and 1940s for professors to do research in areas that were unpopular, such as communism or fascism. Uh, not an excuse to uh, use uh, their uh, personal opinions as a bias in the classroom. Our kids deserve better than that. Our parents demand better. Thank you. Today, after all, is my birthday, and I would much rather spend it celebrating than giving a speech on the failures of our educational system. But malicious slander cannot be left unchallenged, especially when the minds of this community's youth are at stake. A multitude of teachers have consciously and deliberately presented their trusting students with a dishonest perspective regarding Israel and the Middle East at large. Furthermore, Newton North High School took additional measures to brainwash its students. Just last month, the school organized an assembly where it coerced students into watching the short film, Ismail. The creators of this film have no qualms displaying their biases, naming their website the Electronic Intifada. The slip propaganda piece furthered the insidious myth of the Nakba, caricaturing Israeli soldiers as the equivalent of Nazis. Within the first minutes of the film, the actors portraying uniformed Israeli soldiers were shown to forcibly evict Arabs at point of gun physically abusing them and hurling slurs. Need I remind the audience that the IDF was not founded until after the War of Independence? The standardized uniforms portrayed in the film did not even exist at the time. I wonder, if this systemic expulsion really did occur, how is it that more than a fifth of Israel's population is Arab? If Israel is truly an apartheid state, why would the Arab Joint List represent one of the largest coalitions in the Knesset? The only true Nakba of 1948 was the one entirely ignored by this disgusting film. There is no mention in this movie or the curriculum of Newton Public Schools of the ethnic cleansing of 800,000 Jews from Israel's neighbors. Where are Egypt's Jews? Better yet, where are Palestine's Jews? The vast majority have been taken in by Israel with open arms, and while these refugees have quickly assimilated into Israeli society, Jordan has continued to segregate its refugee camps for the last 70 straight years. The underhanded brainwashing that has conspired here reflects a systemic bias which corrupts proper education. How are we to know if educators at the school haven't tried to imprint other political inclinations upon their helpless students? And while the administration may attempt to scapegoat a few bad apples, the entire institution has been called into question. I do not call for the resignation of any individual. That will not help. Instead, I urge the Newton community at large to regain control over the education of its children. Until we have some scholarly vetting of our youth's curriculum, there is no mechanism to keep this rotten administration honest. Stop using our taxes to fund your political crusades. Thank you. Boston University Law School, Suffolk University Law School, and 
Northeastern. And I, I want to comment on the method and the purpose of education here, specifically in your Middle East curriculum. Uh, I understand that you claim to teach critical thinking, but presenting only one point of view is not critical thinking, it's not education, just propaganda. Students can't even begin to think critically if they don't have the information they need. From what I've been reading and hearing here tonight, they have a total lack of information, but instead are being presented with a point of view. Just like the media today is presenting not facts, not journalism, but points of view. To make your students understand what it is to be critical thinkers, they need to read history. Reading only in the present and seeing movies of the present, they're just going to absorb these widely shared misconceptions that are taught and today believed as the truth. The forced march of Israel, of uh, Arabs out of Israel in this Ismail, the Nakba, where is the balance in this education? There's another Nakba, the Jewish Nakba. During these same years, 1940, there's a long line of slaughters, pogroms, property being confiscated, deportations against Jews in every single Islamic country. But this chapter of history has been left out of your education. The Jewish Nakba was indeed worse than the Palestinian one. The only difference is the Jews didn't turn the Nakba into their founding ethos. Uh, if you want to expose the truth about the expulsion of Jews from Arab states, it would actually facilitate a genuine peace process, since it would enable Palestinians to realize that they are not the only ones who suffered, and their sense of victimization and rejectionism will decline. It seems here that the viewpoint is to promote and further hatred, and to promote and further hatred further anti-Jewish and anti-Israeli sentiment. I have an entire four or five page list of uh, educational materials that you could use to balance things out. And I ask you to live up to your names as educators. Educate, don't complain on propaganda. Thank you. to just give you a feel for how the staffing shortage 
is affecting the Mason Rice community. Whenever an aide or a behavior therapist is out sick, unless there also happens to be an aide in the building whose student or students all call in sick, the school has no backup. There's no choice but to let a child who needs an aide and who's legally entitled to one under their IEP go with that. This isn't an uncommon situation. To the contrary, there are many days when aides and BTs take sick reversal days and when the school lacks adequate backup coverage. <coughs> when this happens, the school staff is forced to make tough choices about which students will go uncovered. And I've heard from parents and staff that some children, those whom the staff deem to be the least at risk without their assigned aides, may go without necessary adult support regularly, sometimes as often as several days a week. Additionally, when there's a change in the school staffing needs, either because a student has a newly acquired aid on their IEP or an aid or behavior therapist needs to be replaced, there's no one available to step in until the school district completes its hiring process, and that process takes time. It goes without saying that the staffing shortage harms our special ed students. These students, these are students whom the school district has determined to require an aid or a BT to access the curriculum. When they don't have that support, they can't make adequate progress. But the situation doesn't just hurt our special ed students, it also harms our typical students. Because absent necessary and appropriate support, kids like my daughter Nora can be a disruption in the classroom and can require substantial attention from the teacher, who is therefore less able to carry out her lesson plans and attend to other students. This is not a problem created by the staff or administrators at Mason Rice. To the contrary, it's a problem that puts our dedicated staff in the unfair and unenviable position of having to decide which student will not have their needs met on any given day, which student's IEP will be disregarded. Right before I came up here today, I was introduced to Assistant Superintendent Schmuckler and I got the great news that there is in fact a line item in the budget for next year to help solve this problem. I encourage you to work closely with Superintendent Fleischman and with Assistant Superintendent Schmuckler and the rest of the administration to make sure that next year our schools have adequate staffing in place to consistently meet the needs of our most vulnerable students. Thank, Thank you. you. So we are going to move into the agenda for tonight. Um, the first item on the agenda is going to be an update on student services. So I'm going to ask Karen Schmuckler to come up. And I don't know if 